there is a huge, huge possibility that I will break into song at some point in this podcast. Christmas time, here it comes, mistletoe and wine. Hi, and welcome to the Unashamedly Human podcast, where we explore how we can better understand our thoughts, feelings and actions, change our results, and feel less alone as we navigate this crazy little thing called life. My name is Emily Chabourne, and I recorded this episode live in my free Facebook group, Unashamedly Human with Emily Chabourne. If you're not a member yet, head to the show notes to join this global community, and you'll be able to join me live next week as I record the next episode of Unashamedly Human, the podcast. Make sure you follow me on Instagram too, Unashamedly Emily, and enjoy this episode. Dear M. How do I keep my internal peace at this time of year with pressure from family, friends, holidays, work deadlines, and the general Christmas expectation? Christmas. Not always the most wonderful time of year though, is it? That's the honest truth about it. For a lot of people, it is full of love and joy and connection and indulgence. And for a lot of people, it's not. And In either camp, there is always a huge risk for disappointment and the feeling of pressure which external experiences can put upon us. So stress is a normal part of life and it's an important part of life. Stress molds us and it teaches us things and it evokes action in us. Life would be pretty boring without stress. I know we all have this idyllic dream that we just go and live on a desert island and sip pina coladas all day, every day. But actually, if you did that all day, every day, after about six months, you'd probably be so bored that you would start making castles out of sand. And the next thing you know, you've got a city and now you're in charge of the city and you realize that you've just created another society and all of the pressures from the old society that you left have come back because that's what we're like as human beings. We claim to want the void of nothingness, but actually we don't. So stress is a good thing. Stress isn't a bad thing. Stress becomes unresourceful when we don't have the internal capabilities and resources to deal with it appropriately. And then stress mounts to become really problematic. That's when we begin to lose our shit. We begin to create uh, frameworks where we feel like we need to control everything around us so that we can feel safe. And all that does is deliver us anxiety. We begin to see this manifest in our emotional health, in our physical health, sometimes in our financial health. So it's not so much the stress is a problem, it's how do we manage stress? And the reality is we can't necessarily control all of the stresses. I can't control what my work is gonna do, I can't control what my mother-in-law is gonna say, and I can't control how much my dad is gonna drink. But what I can control is my response to those stressful situations. And if I am running on empty, if I am running in lack, if I'm in like deficit of sleep, deficit of energy, deficit of me time, If I am not full of my own capabilities and resources to deal with these external stresses, well, that's when shit hits the fan. So it's a great question. And I think it's a great question at any time of the year, but I think it is highlighted and amplified for us around the Christmas time. So the first thing that I am going to suggest, and you're all gonna roll your eyes, but I'm gonna say it anyway, 
is that you make sure that you prioritize every single day without exception, some time to meditate. Now, I personally am at the point with my meditation where I meditate twice a day for 20 minutes, plus on top of that, I do Kundalini yoga on a daily basis. You don't have to do that. But if there is one part of your brain right now that's going, Emily, we're going into December now. Like I have less time than normal, not more time. So I definitely don't have time to meditate around the Christmas time, around Christmas time. If that is your thought or a version or flavor of that, then it's even more important that you find time to meditate. It's when we say we don't have time that we really need to do it. It doesn't have to be, like I said, like a full 20 minute sit down silent meditation, although I highly suggest that you prioritize that. And if you're scrolling through your phone on Instagram, if you're watching half an hour of sitcom on Netflix, if you are bitching to your mate on Facebook Messenger, then you have got time to sit down and prioritize yourself for 20 minutes. And what meditation does, it's a cumulative effect. It's not necessarily instantaneous results, but it gives you the time to create a distance between what is happening in the world and your response to it because it's how you respond to this world that will determine the quality of the life that you live shit happens to everybody the same shit can happen to two completely different people and one person will respond in such a way that they create even more shit and another person will respond in a different way which means that that shit thing might actually become the best thing that's ever happened to them so it's not what happens to you, it's how you respond to it that's important. And what meditation does is it gives you a place of contemplation, a place to sit with yourself and process emotion so that we're not just bottling it up, bottling it up, bottling it up, and then all of a sudden our husband does something like leave the toilet seat up and we just go full on psycho in his face when it's actually got nothing to do with the toilet seat. It's because we haven't given ourselves the space to reflect and to feel and to process and to transcend emotion. So if you want an internal sense of it's calm is maybe a bit of a stretch, isn't it? I don't know if December is calm for anyone, but if you want to have that internal sense of groundedness and that resource inside, which means that you don't fly off the handle, you're not really reactionary, you're not snappy, you're not angry, you're not resentful, then you are going to have to sit with yourself to process. I guess it's like a contemplation. It's like you witness yourself in meditation you're like, wow, I, I look at me doing that thing. It's really interesting that I spoke like that to that person earlier today. It was really interesting that when that person said that to me, I assumed it was about me and it really, really triggered me. I wonder what that's about. So meditation is a great tool for us to be able to sit in the seat of self-awareness. And it's from that seat of self-awareness that we will be able to choose our response to a situation instead of automatically react to it. So I'm not gonna bang on about meditation anymore. You know you should do it. I know you should do it. There is a course coming from the Emily Chadbourne brand to help you do it. It's in beta at the moment, which means that my hubsters, anyone who's in the Unashamedly Human Hub has access to it right now. They will be feeding back to me and then I will make any amendments to make it even more user-friendly, even more engaging, even more awesome for you. And then it will go out to market. For now, all you need to do is find a corner of the house and sit in it for 10 minutes and allow your brain to do what it's going to do. The 
Next thing that I want to do is I'm just going to run this through a five-step process to manifestation. <clears throat> Excuse me. A five-step process to manifestation that I teach in the hub. So module one of the hub is all about manifestation. And I'm not talking like, let's make some vision boards. I mean, like, let's really talk about the science behind how the universe understands energy and how we can control our own energetic field so that we can be in alignment with what it is that we desire. So it's not anything about like, I mean, there are visualizations in there and if you wanna do a vision board and it really helps you rock on, awesome. But it really is a, a scientific take on understanding the laws of the universe so that we can better dance and co-create with the universe and not be in the resistance of what it is that we want. So these five steps to manifesting are the framework that my clients run through in order to create massive, massive shifts in their life. I'm talking like leaving the job that they hate, finding their passion and starting to monetize it, I'm talking buying jet skis. I'm talking buying brand new Mercedes. I'm talking about manifesting crazy life-changing stuff. These things happen as a result of the energetic and internal work that my clients do. So the first step is intention. How do you want to feel? Like, how do you want to feel around Christmas time? What is it that you want? What experience do you want? Do you want to feel really connected? Do you want to feel joy? Do you want to feel laid back? This isn't so that we can have a high expectation on our Christmas period. It's just so that we know who we need to be. Because if you know that ultimately from your Christmas time, you want to feel connected, you want to feel relaxed, you want to feel joy. Let's say that those are the three things that you want to feel this Christmas time, right? When you begin to realize that something is happening externally that you don't think should be happening, you can just take a step back and be like, hang on a minute. The way that I'm reacting to this now, in this particular moment, is that causing me to feel joy? Is it causing me to feel connected or not? And if not, what do I need to do about that? If you know you wanna feel connected, laid back and joy around Christmas time, but you know that your mother-in-law is like the living devil, and you don't get on and you're bound to argue and it's gonna be really stressful, don't agree to go and spend two weeks with her because you're a grown ass adult. You can do what you want. This idea of like knowing how you wanna feel gives you the ability to, when you're not feeling that, to be like, oh, hang on a minute, something's not in alignment here. Something doesn't feel great here. Do I need to change the way that I'm responding to this situation? Do I need to change the way I'm thinking about this situation? Or do I need to take some different action around this situation? Have I just said yes when I meant no? Have I just taken on extra responsibility that I don't want to take on at this time of year because I wanted to feel laid back and relaxed? So really get clear on how you want to feel around this period of the year. Not so that you can attach an unrealistic expectation to it but so that you can use it as a compass, like a calibration tool. And then you can ask yourself all of these kind of weird and wacky questions like, well, why am I self-sabotaging? I said I wanted to be laid back and I've just agreed to cater for 25 people. Why have I just done that? And that in your meditation or your contemplation time, you'll be able to get really curious about yourself and you might be able to learn some really interesting stuff about yourself. Would you like daily text messages of support, positivity, and love sent personally from me? 
straight to your phone? Then sign up for Wake Up With Em. It's the affirmation service you didn't know you needed. The first month is free if you follow the link in the show notes. Good morning. You're awesome. So, step number one, set an intention of how you want to feel, not how you want it to go. Right. You can't set an expectation of like, well, I want, you know, daughter number one to really like her Christmas present. And I want daughter number two to not be a teenage sulky bitch. And I want son number one to, you know, help with the washing up. Like, no. How do you want to feel? Because then if daughter number two is a bit of a sulky bitch because she's a 14 year old hormonal mess, instead of going, oh, you're messing up my intention, you go, okay, how do I want to react to my daughter today? Considering that I want to feel connection, I want to feel joy, and I want to feel laid back. Instead of feeling like she's ruining my Christmas, maybe I need to change my approach. So how do you want to feel? Step number two is alignment. And this is about being the energy. So when we talk about alignment, I think a lot of the time in like typical manifesting spiel, here in the West, at least, I think people think it's just about like imagining that your goal has already transpired. It's like the classic secret, isn't it? It's like, think about the red Ferrari and the red Ferrari will appear in your driveway. It fucking won't. If it was that simple, wouldn't we all be driving red Ferraris? Alignment is about understanding that before the thing that you want has come to you, you have to act in the vibrational frequency of the intention that you have for yourself, which is all about how you want to feel, not what you want to get. If you know that you want to feel laid back, connected and joy around this time of the year, what you're not going to do is start picking up the phone and being the energy of somebody who's really, really worried about who's making the turkey and oh my God, are we going to have enough stuffing? And oh my God, oh my God, oh my God. And like bitching about cousin Joan. Like you now have to be the vibrational energy of what it is that you say that you want. That means deciding to not engage in the bitchy conversation about Joan. That means not stressing about whether or not you're gonna have enough stuffing or not because who really gives a fuck? Probably won't all get eaten anyway. So alignment is less about visualizing how you want it to be and it's more about being who you wanna be. And again, one of the great gifts of meditation and the contemplation that comes with continued sustained practice of meditation is to be able to be like, wow, I said I want to be really laid back and I want everyone around me to be really laid back, but I am so strung up about this fucking stuffing. What's going on there for me? Why am I not being the energy that I say that I want for myself? Why am I choosing to be something different today? And again, we don't have those conversations with ourselves so that we can judge ourselves or be up on ourselves or berate ourselves or be the victim of ourselves. We have those conversations from a place of love and compassion and pure curiosity about ourselves. And from that place of acceptance, then we can make a change should we wish to. So that's the second step. First step, set your intention. How do you want to feel? Second step, be in the alignment of how you want to feel. Third step is action. Nothing in your life is gonna change until the action that you take changes. If you know that you wanna have a laid back, connected, joyful Christmas, and you take the action to put more on your plate than you would normally have, you take the action to invite all of the family to stay at your house, even though you don't like half of them, 
You agree to go to 15 different Christmas parties, even though you don't have the energy. You are not taking the action that is in alignment with the intention that you have set. And so this is really about boundaries. And I think a lot of the time people think that boundaries are about saying no to other people. And they're not. That is like one tiny little fragment of a much bigger picture when it comes to boundaries. We talk about boundaries a lot in the hub. Firstly, boundaries, first and foremost, is the boundary that you have with yourself. You cannot expect other people to adhere to your boundaries if you've got no self-discipline. You cannot expect yourself to even be able to maintain boundaries with other people if you can't even show up for yourself. So first and foremost, boundaries are about the relationship that you have with yourself, where your parenting, your self-parenting skills lie at. Have a look at the boundaries that you have with yourself. Are you waking up in the morning and going, you know what, I'm gonna get a really good night's sleep tonight so that when I wake up in the morning, I can go for a walk before work. And then you're not following through on that. You're staying up really late and watching shit on Netflix that you've seen a million times before. And then you're not getting into bed until after midnight. So when your alarm goes off in the morning, you're hitting snooze instead of getting up and going for that walk. And now already before you're even out of bed, you've broken a promise to yourself. You've, you've knocked down your own boundaries with yourself. So boundaries start with you. From that space, what you're then doing when it comes to boundaries with other, with other people is that you are demonstrating to other people what is acceptable to you and then giving them the example of what is not. So boundaries aren't, no, you can't come in here. You can't do that. You're not allowed to come to me for Christmas. A boundary, a healthy boundary, a respectful boundary, and one that works for both parties is, hey, I really want our family to spend some time at Christmas this year. I think that's what you want as well. And I think it would be a really delightful experience. Past history has told me that when we together, you and I coexist in each other's spaces for 14 days straight, things get a little bit tense. And I don't think either of us want that this year. And so as a result of that, I'm going to suggest that you come for three nights or, you know, we split a hotel room for you or whatever the, the solution might be. Or even I'm, we're not coming up for Christmas this year. The intention that you have behind setting that boundary will determine how well that information is received by the other party. If you turn around, and you're like, you know, we're not coming for Christmas this year. It's all we always end up arguing. We're not doing it this year then of course the other person's going to be really offended. Now, if you are in line with your own integrity and your own values and your own standards, then how somebody responds to you is not your responsibility. If you are not in line with your own values, your own standards and your own integrity, then other people's reactions to you do become your responsibility. But if you're happy with how you have come across and how kindly and compassionately you have delivered that information that maybe you're not going to stay for all 14 days of the Christmas break. And that person has reacted like a little bitch. That person's reaction is not your problem. So boundaries are huge. And the other thing I want to say about boundaries just really quickly is. So there's boundaries self to self, boundaries self to others, but then there's also boundaries others to self. Like you can't expect other people to adhere to your boundary setting and then you push theirs. You have to respect other people's boundaries in the way that you expect other people to respect yours. And I think that's a conversation around boundaries that doesn't happen enough. Um, I think it trips people up quite a lot. Because if you overstep somebody else's boundary, if you push somebody else's boundary past what's comfortable for them, 
oh come on we're always together at Christmas come on I will only stay three nights yeah it'll be fun come on come on and that person is like oh okay sure okay come up for Christmas then you are part of the problem be very aware of your boundaries and understand that the action that you take will determine the manifesting that occurs for you don't take on that extra work project don't agree to go to every Christmas party don't agree to host 20 people in your house like those are choices that you have. So take full ownership of those choices. If like me, you love reading cool stuff, listening to interesting interviews and hearing funny, quirky stories that feel really relatable, then sign up for my famous Friday emails. They're jam packed with awesomeness. And if you sign up and you're not into it, you can always unsubscribe. Link in the show notes and I look forward to being in your inbox on Friday. It's Friday. So we had intention. How do I want to feel? Alignment, I need to be that energy now. And then action, I need to assert some boundaries, firstly with myself, then with other people. And I also need to respect the boundaries of other people. And then the fourth thing is to release. So this is about releasing attachment in this particular context. This is about releasing the attachment that you have to the expectation that you have of how Christmas should go. So you can have an intention that you're going to be laid back, connected and enjoy but you know what? There might be times when you're not those things and someone does piss you off and it does go wrong and no one brings any stuffing and everyone, someone forgot the turkey and la 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 la. If you have attached yourself to a very specific and rigid expectation of how Christmas should go in order for you to feel laid back, connected and joy, then you will naturally be disappointed and you will never get to manifest your intention of being laid back, connected and joy. So you have got to release the expectation and the attachment that we have to expectation. Now, obviously we have expectation. It's impossible to go through life and not have expectation. It's important that we have an expectation. It's important that we have standards. It's important that we have expectations of other people and of ourselves. That's, that's absolutely, totally and utterly fine. It's the attachment to that expectation that we that becomes problematic so be expansive in your expectations don't be literal <laughs> you know well if the turkey doesn't come out perfectly then i can't be in joy at christmas if everybody doesn't love every single one of their presents then christmas is going to be ruined release your attachment to the expectation that you have and that is something that we choose. It's not necessarily something that we do. So that is, again, you watching one of your kids open a present and you can see that your kid doesn't like the sweater that you've bought them. And you're now going, oh, Christmas is ruined. And then you go, hang on a minute. Come on, self-parent. It's a fucking sweater. I can take it back. How do I want to feel? I want to feel connected. So instead of getting my defenses up and trying to protect myself because I now feel vulnerable that my kid didn't like the present that I bought them, instead of like then being, like, oh, I'll just take it back then, shall I? Don't worry about it. That's so ungrateful. I'm, instead, I'm just going to be like, oh, no worries. We'll take it back. It's all right. It's a jumper. Like put, put some perspective on it. It's a jumper. So I know I'm using, they might sound like ridiculous um, examples here, but um, I just want to make it really obvious for everybody because obviously it, it gets really nuanced and all sorts of triggers go off, especially when we're with family at this time. So that's the release section. Um, you might also look at releasing either habits or 
behaviors or thoughts that aren't going to serve you at this time. Um, but ultimately, I think in this particular context, you need to be releasing the expectation that you have over Christmas. And then the fifth and final step, which I think is my favorite one, is surrender. So this is about um, surrendering the need to control. Surrender isn't about backing down. It's not about rolling over. It's not about indifference. It's not about not caring. Surrender is about identifying what is in your control and what is not in your control. And allowing what is not in your control to happen with a degree of faith that either it doesn't matter or that it's happening for a reason and you have to trust that reason even when you don't know what the reason is yet. A really, really interesting um, live lecture the other day with a guy called Guru Singh, who's teaching me Kundalini Yoga at the moment. And we were doing this Kriya around knowing that you know without knowing what you know. <laughs> and it's this idea of like, you know everything. It's a bit like you're like a laptop with a very basic operating system on it. And if you've got the right conditions, the right Wi-Fi, the right algorithm, you can access through Chrome or Google or whatever, you can access all of the information that there is. And so there is an internal system inside of you that has access to everything that you're ever going to need to know in this lifetime. And so it's about surrendering this idea of needing to know it now and just understanding that you have access to it and it will come to you when you need it to come. It's a really deeply spiritual concept and it takes a lot of faith and it does take practice. But I think in this particular context, surrender is all about releasing the need to control and allowing what is unfolding in front of you to unfold in front of you with a knowingness and a faith that it's going to be okay. And when you know that, even if you don't know how it's going to be okay, when you know it's going to be okay, you find yourself getting less attached to some of the stuff that you can't change or in less resistance to some of the stuff that you don't that you can't change because all suffering comes from either attachment or resistance all suffering every problem that you have is either through the vibrational frequency of attaching to something it needs to happen like this or i'm fucked or resisting something it shouldn't be happening this way and that's where suffering lies and so surrender is about going it's happening like this it is happening i can say it shouldn't but it is happening like this right now and I don't know why but I trust that it's doing its thing and the universe is doing its thing and that's not we outsource ourselves to the universe the universe takes care of everything I don't have to bother don't worry about it the universe will sort no we have to take full action we take full responsibility I'm a huge believer in free will but we have to have faith that that there is that whatever is happening is happening and so maybe there is a massive fucking argument maybe your mother-in-law and your husband have a huge big blow up and of course, we're going to do everything that we can to try and mitigate that. We're going to try and do everything that we can to try and resolve that. But ultimately, the more that you, you resist that or that you attach yourself to that, the more suffering there will be. 
And so that's not, I'm just going to throw up my hands and then walk out the kitchen, slam the door and go and drink a bottle of wine. I'm surrendering this. It is choosing not to attach to it. And I know that probably sounds a little bit um, vacant as a concept. And it's certainly nothing that I get right all the time. In fact, I get surrender wrong most of the time. I absolutely have a framework in my mind where I'm like, nope, it needs to happen like this so that I can feel safe and happy. And of course it doesn't happen like this and then I don't feel safe and happy. And so this is a, an ongoing experience that I am having and, and something that I play with on a daily basis. You know, okay, this is the way it's happening. I just, I trust it'll be okay either way. So that's the surrender element. And if that feels a little bit like, there's nothing in that for me right now, all good. Just concentrate on those first four, which is set an intention. How do I want to feel? Be the energy of how you want to feel. Take action with very clear, very kind boundaries, first to self, then to others, and also respecting the boundaries of others. And then release the attachment that you have to the expectation. So it's not about not having expectation, but it's about releasing your, the attachment that you have to the expectation of how you think Christmas should go. All right, gorgeous people. I'm just going to jump into the comments. Oh, good morning. I'm grateful for the support and the love from the hub. How fucking good is the hub, man? So good. Uh, such a mindset switch when we aim towards how we want to feel and not what we want to happen or get. Yes, it's, it's a game changer because most people are moving towards what they think is going to make them happy based on the conditioning that they have of the environment in which they live in. And right now we live in a capitalist society, a very materialistic capitalist society that is constantly telling us that in order to be happy, we need to be thinner. We need to have less wrinkles on our face. We need the bigger car. We need the better house. And then so many of us are, are literally telling ourselves that we are not worthy because we don't have enough stuff yet. And then most of us, when we get it anyway, aren't happy because happiness is an inside job, not an outside job. So how do you want to feel? It's such a powerful question. How do you want to feel? This is so good and spot on. You're welcome. Um, you are welcome. You're welcome. Surrendering to what I can no longer control has been a huge shift for me. Thanks to the hub. Yes. Once you get it, once you realize it, it's, it's like the missing key to life. I always think like you can learn how to not procrastinate. You can learn how to manage your anxiety. You can learn, you know, all these mindset tools and mindfulness tools, and that's all great. And I teach that absolutely hundred percent. But when you begin to develop the skill and the art, and it is an art of surrendering without feeling like you're giving up, oh man, your life will change, totally change. Um, that's the power of the hub. That's it for today's episode. I trust you loved it. And remember, you can join me as I record these episodes live. All of the details are in the show notes. If you love this episode, I'd really appreciate you sharing it on your socials and please tag me, Unashamedly Emily. You can also share it through Spotify. And if you're listening on iTunes, then please rate and review. It really helps other people find this valuable content. And as always, nothing beats a good bit of word of mouth. So let your mates know all about this podcast. If you're interested in joining my global coaching community, the Unashamedly Human Hub, check out the link in the show notes. See you in the next episode and keep being brave.